Hey guys, and welcome back to the Eminem podcast or the Eminem update as part of the Natty scene. Uh, I'm back. Um, Vicky is also back, although Vicky's not been on the same sort of break. Um, but I'm back from. I've got my uh, tourist top on today. I'm back. Tourist top. Tourist <laughs> out of ten. Um, so I'm back from Boston. I've got lots to talk about. Vicky's got lots to talk about. So if you've missed us, which you definitely have, then immediately screenshot this image of um, of us going like this. Uh, 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 there we go. Cool. So everyone's, every, everyone's immediately screenshotted that because everyone does miss us. Um, absolutely. I miss us. I've missed yeah. our updates for the last. It's only been two weeks or something. But yeah. oh my god, it's 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 like I've missed out been, on my. I think it's been three actually because the week before uh, I left, right. we didn't do one. So that's true. Yeah, yeah. It's been like three weeks. It has been quite a while. So there's been lots going on. Obviously. With myself, Vicky will run yeah. through some questions. Um, so, should we should we start with what I've been up to and then move absolutely. on to you okay, Absolutely, absolutely. Cool. So, right. okay, so let's go from um, you flew out to Boston yes. and you did an absolutely shit job at traveling and a shit job at keeping us updated <laughs> and that kind of thing when you arrived there, and then you went and did um, um, a show. I don't know if anybody knows about this, but you went and did a show in Boston, right? Yeah, I might have done. I mean, I might have done the odd Instagram story now and again, but um, yeah, I was pretty poor on the communication level. (laughs) <laughs> it, well, it, well, especially with me, and I was gutted because, you know, I'm your baby M and yeah. <laughs> I'm gutted. But anyway, no, moving swiftly on. So you did the show um, and you came away reigning champion as we knew that you would do. So you are officially, what is your official title now then? WMBF uh, Junior World Champion uh, 2016. I think it's WMBF and IMBF. 2016? Where are 2017. you? 2017, sorry. I'm not Daniel Park. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was gonna say you're taking Dan's <laughs> title away from him there. That's so funny. I put, a funny, funny story. I put like a side tricep of us up on my story this morning because ages and ages ago, I do this whenever I don't have phone data. I'm sure so many people can relate. When you don't have phone data, you just scroll through your camera roll because that's all you can do. Um, so yeah. I was scrolling through my camera roll like on the way back on the flight, and I saw this old side tricep that I compared like six months ago of me and Dan, and. Yeah, it's quite funny. Like, but I just thought, fuck it, I'll put it on my story and see what he says. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I tell you what, right, it would be well cool for me and Dan to compete against each other at one day because I think you know it that would be that would be a battle. Um, yeah, and I think that's something that I potentially want to discuss. Is like, yes, I went out to Boston. Yes, I did a world championship, but in all honesty, I think. In terms of difficulty level of winning a show, and the sa- the weird thing is, I think I got more satisfaction out of winning the British than I did the Worlds. Um, really? Yeah. Interesting. Uh, the reason is, um, I compete because I want a challenge, mm. and every time that I step on stage and I think like, I, I always think about the work that I've put in. So I always tell this to my clients. I'm like, when you stand on that stage and you hit that front relaxed, you're going to have to think about 
all those squat sets that just really took you to that next place all those cardio sessions that you got up to do when you really didn't fancy doing it like all of those things those are the things that are going to be running through your head and I just thought like they were all running through my head but at the same time like I was I was up there with three other guys there was four in my class including me and I was just like you know is this a battle or is this like me turning up to compete and just just being the best you know Mm. um and I'm not saying that I wasn't pushed I'm not I'm not taking anything away from the other competitors but they weren't they weren't anywhere near anywhere near the condition of what I brought on that day and and that's obviously what the where the judges went I got a lot of good feedback from the judges in terms of just being being in a different league comparatively Mm. with conditioning um the interesting thing as well is that when I came off stage um, from prejudging, and this is this is another thing that people maybe didn't realise, is we went on stage for like the prejudging part because it wasn't a run through show; it's prejudging in a night show. So mm. we went on went, went on stage prejudging at like eight a.m. and then oh wow, that's early. Um, sorry, 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 not eight a.m. That's too early. Um, it was like 10 a.m. Yeah. It was like 10 a.m. Right. So it was still pretty it's early. still early though, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And we didn't get results until like 9 p.m. Legit. Shit. The, the, That's like a 12-hour day oh, hanging on. The show was so long. And it was great. I love bodybuilding. But by the end of the day, all like I hardly got to enjoy the show because yeah. I was so hella anxious about just hearing my result. The reason yeah. I was anxious is because... Because of the stage lighting, it wasn't that good. And the way the auditorium worked is that it was really, 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 really high. So mm. you, the people at the front got a great view. They were looking up towards the stage. They could see everything quite clearly. Go to the back and you'd be so high up that all you could see was structure and shape. Okay, so you couldn't, okay. see, you couldn't see condition. When the pros came on, and I was sitting quite far up top because we were told as athletes if we were eating, etc., there was a lot of people coming to watch. So if, if we were eating and all that jazz, we should be situated further up the top to get out the way. Mm. So I was at the top, and I was like, these pros aren't even in condition. Like, they look all soft. And you go down to the front, you're like, holy fuck. The difference yeah. was insane. So with that, with you only being able to see shape and structure... When I came off stage from prejudging, people were like, it's a close battle between you and seconds because all they could see from the top was structure and there was a huge guy, probably 30 pounds heavier than me, who Mm. was the one that was pushing me. Whereas Lee and Amy and a few others that were from the team that were sat right at the front, Lee just told me, if you don't win, I will like eat shit, basically. Um, Wow. Because he he knew, he was like, it's a walk in the park, it's a walk in the park for you, mate. Um, Mm. and that was the difference. So I had one person telling me that it was done and I had another saying it could be a battle. It's a topsy-turvy thing. I was like, well, you know, what do I believe? So obviously, um, I was confident because I knew Lee does, Lee does not bullshit. Um, Mm. that's one thing about Lee that's, that's very, very true is like, he will not, he will not bullshit. He, he he always tells the truth about whether you're being pushed or not. Like for example, with Damien, who actually he 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 helps in a sense. He helps sometimes with Damien's diet. 
he's he's told Damien in the past like you're you're not you're gonna get beaten here or you're gonna like you're there's someone else better than you. He always yeah. says it up front to him, so he says it up front to everyone. Um, so. So yeah, I went quietly confident into the finals and then got the result and obviously was hella relieved, put up a post. Mm. And by that by that time, like by the time that I got back to the hotel, it was like 1 a.m. Um, New York, uh, not New York, Boston time. So yeah. people from the UK were sort of waking up. So like Jack, Jack Thorburn, you, um, people who get up at crazy o'clock were all waking mm. up and seeing the results, um, which was awesome um yeah and it didn't really set in for a few days uh but i felt amazing that's the thing um i think that we'll talk about it in a bit but i think the whole fatigue from the last two weeks has only realistically caught up with me now because yeah over that two-week period i went fucking insane (laughs) yeah (laughs) i i was so motivated that i just i I just I just wanted to just do everything basically. So I was I was exploring a city, so mm-hmm. doing a lot of steps, twenty thousand to twenty five thousand a day, which to be wow. fair wasn't crazy different to prep. Prep was like twenty thousand. Mm. But twenty to twenty five thousand steps a day, eating a lot, but good mm. food. Eating like structured food still, but a lot. I bumped my calories yeah. up aggressively, which we'll talk about. Um and training like twice a day Mm, and mm. I I was just literally on a high a huge high and I still haven't come down from that high I don't think I ever will but I've realized now I'm like whoa whoa (laughs) my body is not not going to be able to sustain this for that long yeah uh, without without basically running into serious amounts of fatigue um but it's kind of cool to ride that kite for a little bit and I'm sure everyone's been there and done it when you get on a high and you're like, I've just got to go and do stuff. And like, luckily, whilst I was out there, until right at the end, I, I was fine. Like, I felt awesome. Um, but towards the end, when my sister arrived, like the last few days, I, I started telling her, I was like, man, like, I'm, I'm not feeling good. I'm not feeling good here. I've, I feel really run down. And she was like, mm. well, you, you've not been having much sleep, AJ. You've been training twice a day. You've been walking loads. Your body's just like, every, it basically, I'm rambling so much, but I'm sure people, yeah. want, um, people want to know this. But basically, the way, that, the way that I find out that I'm fatigued is when I do stuff like this. Yeah. Sit down. Um, because I, I, I could literally go all day. If, if someone told me, to just walk all day and just do stuff. I'm sure you're exactly the same, and I know you are exactly the same. You could just go, 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 go. And then you, Definitely. Sit, you sit down at the end of the day or you hop into bed and you're like, wow, like, I'm, I'm not, tired. I'm yeah. not good. I'm not good here. I need some rest. Um, mm. And yeah, so that's where I am right now. And that's sort of like a, I guess, a brief wrap up, but. Have you got any other questions that you wanted to ask about the trip or, or what I did or, or where, where I'm at with calories or anything like that? Anything that you're yeah, particularly interested I would, in? 
Well, what we had a little bit of a chat, didn't we? Because obviously you're now putting in, or you were putting in a lot of post-workout carbohydrates. Oh, yes. Um, yes. So, so let's talk about that first of all, because we did have a chat about it, and we mm. um, just briefly as well before we started the podcast, we had another little chat about it, yeah, sure. saying that we may have to kind of mix around your food a little bit because you were finding that your your blood glucose was going up quite a lot, and then getting yeah. this fatigue syndrome. So, so yeah. what made you decide first of all to put in a boatload? of carbs i mean how many were you putting in were you putting like 300 grams of carbs post-workout or something yeah well my day my day total was around about during the trip uh about 600 to 650 a day yeah yeah um Mm. and now it's at about 650 steady um yeah and a little sometimes a little bit higher on lower body days um i think i put in if you include veg which we might talk about in a bit as to what i'm doing in terms of like veg tracking and am i tracking it or am i not tracking it because oh my god the amount of yeah when i I said on instagram i wasn't tracking veg the amount of bombardment of questions as to why i was doing that yeah it's just people are obsessed with food vicky People oh, tell me about it. Yeah. With what you do with food. And I'm sure people are mind blown as to how you get away with 3,000 plus calories. They're just mind oh, blown. Oh, yeah. They just, don't, they just don't think it's possible, but then they don't realize how people are different and how mm-hmm. people react to calories in different ways and how energy expenditure is completely different, how, 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 how hard you train influences your caloric intake. So, yeah, loads of different things. But anyway, yeah, so I was pieing in, you know, at least 200 post workout, at least. Um, mm. Now, bear in mind that my day total usually was around about 400 at the end of prep, so it's still quite high. Mm, and then definitely. Throughout the throughout sort of the um, the peaking phase, I did several days at 425. I did several days yeah. at 450, um, and then I did a final top up on the day that we travelled out 500. The reason why I did 500 is because the time difference meant that when we got there, I lost five hours, so I went five hours yeah, back. Yeah. So mm. I started eating at like 5 a.m. UK time, got there and realised I was like, shit, I am <laughs> fucking ravenous. Um, yeah. So I put in a little bit more on that day. Um, but carbohydrate-wise, I'd been taking it a lot. So mm. the difference was only the fact that I started putting them in post-workout. And the reason why I wanted to do this is the same reason why I'm doing higher fats today is because whilst I'm still lean, I wanted to try stuff. I wanted to trial stuff out, see what it, what it had in terms of an effect on my body. So actually, I was trialing, whilst I was out there, I was trialing both really high-protein so my protein on some days was close to 300 grams total in, term, in terms of both trace and high, bi- high biological value. Um, mm. So by high biological value, we mean good quality protein sources like your lean meats, yeah. um, your, yeah. your yogurt, you know, your whey protein. Egg whites, things like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, which we might discuss in another podcast as to why we do that. Um, but yeah, so... I was trialing both those things and what I found like whilst I was out there is okay but when I got when I got back home and I started putting in these sort of higher carbohydrate meals I found that I was just especially if I was sitting down to eat them and then not doing anything else I could just find myself getting really 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 shaken up really dizzy Mm. um like hot and cold 
and just not reacting well to them, just not feeling good. Um, now, mm. this, this is probably a relation to insulin levels and therefore blood glucose. Um, so when you obviously have a high influx of carbohydrate, especially post-training when you're lean and you're kind of depleted, you're going to see a rise, um, uh, a, peak and, a peak and rise of, of blood sugar. And, and when that drops off, you're, you're going you're gonna to start to feel a little bit wacky, um, especially if you hadn't, especially you've been training for a long time and a lot of my sessions were pretty long and my body was also fatigued um, mm. so I think that that played a role but yeah I just think that the, the cost benefit of putting in that much post-workout um, especially when your overall carb intake is getting high and I'm sure yours is high as well sure. um, it, it just doesn't to me it doesn't make a lot of sense uh, I think from a, from a digestive point of view, I always have found that my digestion's better when I just like eat fairly consistent across the day. Now I do still have higher carbohydrates post workout than a few of my other meals, but not as aggressive as I was doing it in the past. Mm. Um, I already feel a lot better as a, as a result of that. My first day of doing that was uh, yesterday and the day prior. Yeah, um, yeah. I feel a lot better as a result. Um, so I think that's something quite cool to note. I've also, since I got back, whilst I was out there, I was trying to keep dietary fat quite low. So my mm. protein was really high. My carbs were quite high. My dietary fat was pretty low. Um, so I've actually upped my fats to like 60, 65 grams. And I found okay, cool. that's helped quite a lot as well with sort of like regulating blood sugar throughout the day. Because um, sure. obviously fats blunt digestion. Um, and they allow you to sort of have a level level playing field a little bit more across the day as opposed to having peaks and troughs, like mm. just spiking blood sugar, spiking blood sugar, spikes, you know. Um, so I feel a lot better on that. And also, I'm not sure if you agree, where are your fats at the moment? Are they, are they decent? Uh, 60 gram a day. Yeah, yeah, so they're decent. So the thing is, with like this whole preference on carbohydrates, if you keep bumping up your carbohydrates and you're like 40, 45 grams of fat a day, that gives you no flexibility. Like no, nothing. Your, your, off, your off-season diet looks just boring as hell. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Not, not, if that was like 10% or 20% more optimal, of course I'd do it. But I don't mm. think it is. Like, mm. I actually think bringing fats up and having them in the diet when you are in an off-season phase is actually very beneficial. Um, oh, yeah. I think from a, from a health perspective... And also the fact that when you start your next diet, what's the first cut that we usually see? I usually Take cut fat. Fats. Yeah. Mm, because yeah. then we prioritize carbohydrates. But if you're starting your diet and your training day macros are like a million carb, 40 fat, what are you going to do? All you're going to do is just taper, taper carbs, taper carbs, taper carbs. And it just gets boring as hell, in my opinion. Mm, um mm. And I just think I just think that the off season is a chance, especially if you don't gain a load of body fat in one go, which we both haven't. Um, it's a chance to experiment with certain things, um, and I think the thing that I'm mainly experimenting with at the moment is 
not so much nutritionally, but more so with training. So I'm splitting my sessions, all of them apart from legs. And okay. that's like, that's work. That's working an absolute treat. Um, I wouldn't change that for the world because I actually really like training in the morning. I really, really enjoy it. Um, and that's I used, good. I used to hate it. Um, so I really, really love that. Um, but yeah, that's where I'm, that's, that's the whole carb thing discussed. I guess for good. people, yeah, I guess for people that kind of want to know where my weight is at and things like that. So my light, my, my lightest weight was probably 146. I think it was the lowest average that I ever experienced okay. um, throughout the entire prep. That was pretty depleted. Um, and then my stage weight, my stage weight was 148.2 on the day. And to be fair, I could have probably been a little bit heavier than that because the day after, I was 149.5. And uh, Dan Lampard, we, we both trained legs the day after the show. Um, fuck, I looked crazy shit hot that day. I yeah, yeah. Absurd. And all I did throughout show day was eat. I did the same as the UK DFBA finals and I just ate every two hours. I was just yeah. eating, eating, but I was still hungry. Like I was hungry between each meal, hungry, 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 hungry. So I was just listening to my body really. Um, mm. And I looked like really, really good the next day. So anyway, I was like 148.2 and then body weight, body weight literally came up from 148 to 153 in like a week, pretty much a week. Wow, that's but amazing, that, yeah. That was um that was my goal. That was my goal. I wanted to add body weight very promptly because I've been in prep for like 44 weeks. I wanted to actually enjoy my trip and I knew that sure. the only way I was going to enjoy my trip is if I added body weight at a decent rate so that I got myself in a position where I felt okay. So 153 which is like four or five pounds, had me feeling really, really good. Um, and my body weight this morning was 153. So Brilliant. my body weight hasn't changed since then. My calories have remained pretty static. Um, my activity now that I'm home is a bit down on what it was when I was in New York. Um, mm -hmm. But to be honest, I feel like the, the, the reverse diet phase that I did actually not only built my metabolism up slightly or a lot considering where my calories were in my last off season comparative to now it's like what are they actually the so what were they in your last off season <sighs> don't even want to know like towards the end of towards the end of the off season all i was doing was hitting my protein through bullshit sources yeah and really lazily eating about 3100 calories just yeah, see, really that's nothing, lazy. is it? Mm, really late, mm. but I had no structure. I'd eat a bowl of granola in the morning, and then I'd just like lazily eat throughout the day. So my structure was crap. And as much as meal timing or frequency or whatever, people think it doesn't matter. I think it does. I really yeah, definitely. And I do think that the quality of your food at that point was yeah. it, it does really matter because you did look absorption. hella fat as well. Mm. Yeah. Absorption. Are you absorbing your food? Every yeah. bit of nutrient I take in at the moment, I'm, I'm considering, do I absorb this food well? How's my digestive tract feeling? Um, am I drinking enough water? Um, like, I think about fucking everything right now. Um, and yes, you could argue, take your foot off the gas a little bit. But I tell you what, it's really, 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 really hard to do that when 
when you achieve something and you want to achieve something else. Like, yeah. for example, yourself, you know exactly what you want to achieve. Yeah. And that's why you'll continue to be motivated throughout your season. When I finished, like, my prep and I had a year off, I was like, yeah, I could be a good junior next year, but I wasn't fully after it. And mm. there's a huge difference in how you approach or how you attack your day when your drive and your goals are set versus not set. So if mm. you're like, okay, in 2020, I want to turn pro. You yeah. do everything relentlessly for as long as you can to do that. You know, and I've seen that. I've seen that in people that, you know, both are successful in their preps and maybe not as successful as they wanted to be. It, to it totally depends as to how you come out of it and what what's the next goal you set. It's not how, what, you, what you do on that day that matters. It's mm. what you do after. Um, and I've seen a load of people blow up as well. Like, like, I saw some posts this morning saying, 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 you know, I spent you know, two weeks on vacation and I blew up from the, my lowest contest at 85 kilos to 100 kilos. And wow, that's a huge blow up. Oh my God. I just don't even know how I could carry that amount of weight. Um, and I guarantee that's partly because they've just eaten crap. Um, yeah, exactly. They had the binge, didn't they? Post-show binge. But they didn't just have, like, one day post-show binge. They had, like, two weeks' worth of post-show binge. And the thing is, is that it's such a common thing. I saw um, a bikini girl, actually, who had one of the worst rebounds that I've ever seen. And, I mean, she was lean on stage. Even for a bikini girl, Bikinis she was lean. Bikinis are the worst for it, to be honest. Uh, yeah, well, it is, though, isn't it? Because they so hard. It's so bad. And they just kind of think, you know, that they've been doing the... The white fish and the and the greens diet for like the last two weeks with we all go. this high high cardio and and crap like that that people just shouldn't bloody do anymore. Yeah. And then they get off stage and then all of a sudden you know they're they're like thirty pounds up. Yeah. But then they post it on Instagram and say yeah just keeping it real for you guys and it's yeah. like well if you actually took control of things it's not about keeping it real you've basically admitted that you're not healthily coming out of this prep. Um, because you've completely messed up some of your systems now by doing that. And what about your relationship with food emotionally and mentally? Messed. And for a female, this is what kind of maybe people need to realise about yourself, is that your stage weight is so low that comparatively mm. the amount that you actually need to gain post-show is smaller than other people. So, for example, yeah. I think, you know, you're what, like two, three pounds up, are you? Uh, a little bit more than that now. A little bit more, okay. okay. Um, <laughs> but you put, put up a post, like, saying that you gained, like, two pounds of something, didn't you, over the last six weeks or something? Yeah, so wrong? basically I had, that's it. So I had my body fat done by the in-body. Yeah, um, yeah, so I had that done. And that was the first one that I had done was four weeks post-show. Okay. And I measured, yeah, and I was, um, I was something like, I think I was three pounds up from stage weight at that point four Perfect. weeks later. Um, and I was 7.7% body fat. <laughs> so I know, crazy, right? That was Not three perfect. weeks post not perfect but that was three weeks post and that was like halfway through the day after a big leg session so wow. everything so inflammation. yes inflammation as well so obviously it wasn't a brilliant reading um but we went on 7.7 i had my next um scan done this monday just gone so this is like another six weeks later sure. so 
10 weeks post-show, between the first scan and the second scan, I had gained a kilo. So 2.2 pounds I'd gained between that time. It was an equal distribution of body fat in relation to lean muscle. Nice. Or lean tissue. Um, my water balance was exactly the same. Um, so there was no kind of added extracellular or intracellular water withholding or anything like that. It was just 2.2 pounds that I've gained in the last six weeks. And my body fat remained at 8.2% body fat. So I'm still very, very lean. Mm. And actually, you know, I, I stood in front of Zach, my coach, and he was having a look and assessing my physique. And he said, mate, you're still very lean and you could do with getting uglier Hmm. at this point. And it's like, oh, right, okay. So 10 weeks later, I should be uglier than I am. My calories are up to 3,600 every day. Savage. Um, there's it's crazy um mm-hmm. my weight was up last time i checked my weight because i'm not weighing in every day um the last time i checked my weight was last friday and i was 109 pounds i'm actually really considering that i'm yeah, actually really considering not weighing, like, weighing less yeah because yeah, quite be frankly honest, vicky i'm bored of the scale i'm exactly. really bored of looking at it it started messing up my head, if I'm honest. And mm. this is like a, a proper truthful po- post, but, you know, uh, chat about it. The scale started mm. to mess me up and to piss me off right. because I I know that I need to put on weight in order to progress, in order to gain some more tissue, et cetera, et cetera. But sometimes that number jumped up by like two or three pounds overnight due to whatever, you know, poor digestion, the way that I slept so, that yeah. night. Exactly. So everything like that had posed a factor. But the jump in the scales by doing two or three pounds, I was like, holy fuck. And then one day I jumped on the scales and it said 110 pounds, which was actually my goal to get to in the first six weeks post stage. And this was like last week. And I just it automatically blew my head because it wasn't one oh something. Now it was like double figures. Do you know what I mean? And I was yeah. like, shit, ruined my day. And I spoke to Zach about it. And I just said, listen, I'm not going to weigh in. I don't want to weigh in every day. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. So now the the stress and the relief of just eating my diet, eat, uh, training um, as hard as I possibly can, and then not weighing in the next day or being concerned about it, I'm in so much of a better place mentally, like so much better. Um, And I do the same with my clients as well. So why on earth I wasn't doing it myself was just ridiculous to me. You know, I've got clients who are scared of the number going up, even though that's what they need to do in order to progress. Yeah. So I just say, fine, we're going to take the scale away then. Simple. You know, we're just not going to do it. Yeah. I mean, you know, I've said the same to quite a few of season clients when they when they just get gets that point where they are like just getting really frustrated with weigh-ins. I'm just like, you know what? If you can handle it, just weigh in on one day, but make sure that that day the variables are pretty exactly. static. So you've yeah. had your normal amounts of water, you've had relatively normal sodium. So. Your weigh-in day, if you were to pick one, wouldn't be the day that you after you got out for a hamburger, fries, and drunk this water and post <laughs> legs. No, like you're not going to do that. Um, I mean, personally, at the moment, I the only days that I didn't weigh were the days where I came back from uh, New York. Um, 
the day the day that I actually came back because I I packed my scale amongst a load of garbage. Um, that actually was hella overweight. I had to pay for overweight baggage twice. No way. Yeah. Like the amount of crap that I bought back in terms of like I bought back like eight hoodies. I was like, why did I buy these? Um, <laughs> stupid person. Anyway, um, so th those are the only two. And I felt immediately less stressed. Yeah. It's like, you know what? It doesn't matter. And I tell you what about fluctuations, right? One day, one day I told Jack about this. I think I um I talked about it on my story as well. One day I went out for sushi and with my sister and I told her I was like, This sushi like just tastes different. It just like it I could tell that it had glisten of like and I ordered like two plates of like hella sushi. Because yeah. when you go for sushi, you go for sushi, you know. Yeah. Unless you're Steve Hall and you get two rolls. No, I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, because he's watching his weight. Six-inch <laughs> Steve. Um. Six-inch Steve. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> um, Love you, Steve. Love I, really, Steve. I really shouldn't say, shouldn't say that in a costa. Um, <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah. Ah, you are in a public place. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, okay, so, yeah, I... I was like, this is so salty. Um, this tastes like ridiculous. And I went back home and people can relate. When you've had a high sodium meal, you, for me, I'm, but I'm sure it, most people are the same. It's abs. It's like abs. Yeah. It like, just looks like I have no abs. Well, and you do, but you have an abdominal. Yeah, it's really <laughs> odd. It's really odd though. Yeah. So I was, I was like... I was like in the bathroom. I was like, my my quads are still striated, but I have no abs, like yeah. nothing. And I was like, I'm gonna wake up really heavy. So I went to bed, and I woke up, and my weigh-ins had been like 152, 153. I woke up, I was 157.8. Jesus, was like, that was like an immense. <laughs> I was like, I was like, fuck. I was like, bruh. I was like, this is not good. So the rest of that day, I was like, I need to stay on top of hydration. So. I did have to like stop at Starbucks and sneak into toilets quite a lot of times on that day. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I remember I was like on, oh, we did a boat tour on that day as well. And like I went to the toilet like four times on this like half, like 45 minute boat tour. No <laughs> people, way, people, that's crazy. People were looking at me like hella weird, like what is this guy doing? Yeah, exactly, like, what is wrong with him? stumbling down to go to this toilet that was the dodgiest Brilliant. toilet on earth. Um, but yeah, then the next day I woke up like back to like 154, I think, and then the next day 153. Yeah. So yeah, like, yeah. I lost like four and a half, five pounds like in one day. All because I just like rehydrated, well, drank more water, excreted all yeah. the sodium. So, guys, if you have like, if you have like a really salty meal where you accidentally have more sodium in a day, just don't, just don't even bother weighing in the next day. Yeah. And if you do and your head gets damage. blown, exactly. If you do damage. and your head gets blown, literally just kind of think in the next two days it'll come off anyway. Just remember energy balance. Like, yeah, yeah. Energy in versus energy out. If you, if you're like, expending a decent amount of energy which i was when i was there um and i am still now when i'm training twice a day you know my energy expenditure is pretty damn high so my caloric intake is going to be in a response to that you know so i i i second guess myself as well like sometimes when i look at my calories now like i look to my 
my body weight's been the same for like the last three days. I looked at my caloric intake on my fitness pal and it's like 4,200 calories and I'm like, surely I should be fatter than I am on those calories. And you know what? I've actually just created a meal plan now and I don't even look at my fitness pal because Same here. It, it actually it actually scares me a bit looking at my numbers mm. because it makes it mind fucks me into thinking that I should be fatter because sure. I've never been on these calories before and I'm sure that you're maybe the same in terms of the oh, fact exactly that the you're same. on high calories you're like mm. surely I should be like not looking like this and surely I should be gaining faster or Sometimes mm. it's better just to like, and I think that's why some of the bodybuilders that don't use my fitness pal and just eat like regular meals each day are less stressed about yeah. the scale, less stressed about their body weight, less stressed about sort of everything, and generally have a better time in the off season because mm. they're just whimming along, and they're not looking at the numbers too much. They're not looking at oh, nice carbs, fat, protein every single day. And yeah, mind fucking themselves about it. Um, yeah. But yeah, anyway, I think we're coming up on, on time. We talked a lot about myself in this one. Um, okay. Which is very selfish. Um, <laughs> just to cover quickly, Vicky's done some really cool things recently. So she's done like a powerlifting me, where she did yeah. super, super well. Um, so in the next episode, you can look forward to us covering that and having a more in-depth catch-up on where Vicky's at because this has been pretty much myself. But guys, if you have like any other questions that you wanted to ask me about where I'm at, uh, what I'm doing, um, maybe how I dealt with um, the whole sort of two weeks where I was away and I didn't necessarily have uh, cooking facilities in terms of if you're traveling and you want some advice, um, I'm you know, I, I think that I'm going to be doing a lot more traveling, so I might do more sort of like travel tips because the realism of staying on track whilst you're traveling is actually really damn easy. If, yeah, if you yeah. if you have a plan, you you can stay on track really really easily. Um, oh, yeah, so so yeah, we'll cover that, and then the next episode we'll cover Vicky. Um, but is there anything else that you wanted to sort of leave us with, Vicky, at all before we go? Mm. Not at the moment, no. Obviously, if you guys got any questions for me as well, just shoot me across a DM on Instagram yeah, or course. Facebook. You know where we are. Um, so, but yeah, if there's any questions about that, then just do that. You know, uh, yeah. we always aim to get back to you it as soon as you can. And, uh, yeah, I think Instagram is the best, really. So I'm, I'm responding to a lot of people. And um, I'm really actually very glad that people are starting to have a look at my posts and actually implement those training tips. It was really uh, cool. Nice. So thank you very much for those, guys. So keep those going. If you do implement anything that me and AJ um, suggest, like like putting a foam roller behind your back when doing the pec deck, nice. um, that one went down really well. Just screenshot what you're doing or how you felt and then send that across to us and tag us in it. Obviously, tag in the anabolic chippy posts because they never get boring mm -hmm. um and we've also got uh anabolic cinnamon now and oh, yeah. of course oh. anabolic paprika that goes on the anabolic chippies for a but, full plate of anabolism by the way if you're i saw this on alex kickle's page he's a really cool guy he runs the beast fitness radio podcast so oh you, yeah yeah if you like bodybuilding podcasts definitely listen to beast fitness radio it's very good um, he put up a post like quite a while ago. If you're using cinnamon as part of uh, basically like a glucose disposal agent, you should look to use the um, Ceylon cinnamon 
It's available yeah. on Amazon. It's a different like grade of cinnamon. Um, mm. It's just potentially better than the shop-bought ones in terms of being a glucose disposal agent because of the quality of it, apparently. Um, oh. So that's a little pro tip. It's spelt C-E-Y-L-O-M. Um, right, yeah. So, yeah, you can get, like, kilogram bags of it on Amazon. I've got, I've got a couple. Um, so it doesn't taste any different. Probably tastes not as good as a sweet cinnamon. So if you're using it for taste, then use a sweet cinnamon. Um, yeah. <laughs> cinnamon pro tips. We'll leave it there anyway, cinnamon guys. So, um, okay, thanks. so get your screenshot. Get your screenshot. Oh, yeah. Ready? One, two, three. And there you go. Thanks ever so much. So lots of love, guys. Lots of love to you, Bay. And I shall catch up with you next week. Sure. Yeah. Cheers, guys, for listening. And share away um, with any of your, your pals. And we'll speak very soon. See you in a bit. See ya. Bye. Bye.